Kennesaw State Athletics, Van Wagner Sports and Entertainment, and HelloFresh present Inside the Nest, an inside look at Kennesaw State University football. Fourth down, about two inches to go. Under center is Murphy. Everybody jammed in tight again. Murphy runs it left. Touchdown! Touchdown, Jonathan Murphy! And now, let's go Inside the Nest. Inside the Nest, presented by HelloFresh, Brian Giffen, Nathan McCreary, and a cast of literally hundreds as we're at Dry County Brewery in Kennesaw, and it is signing day 2020, the first Inside the Nest of 2020. And Nathan, we talked in December last time we convened on these matters, you know, the early signing period. This class fills out really nicely when you look at the list. And it's good to see you, by the yeah, way. Yeah, good to see you, too. Yeah, and we, we kind of we looked forward to this. Uh, when the season ended, you knew the next thing was your signing day and uh, who's going to sign, what kind of talent they're going to bring in. Every year, Brian, has been consistently better talent, better athletic, uh, athleticism from each of these players. And you look at this class, 18 signees. You watch the video. They, they did a great job with KSUOwls.com with having some videos of each of these uh, signees, and, and they're, they're talented. They're more talented than anything we've seen. And this may be the most packed inside the nest that we'll ever have because yeah. we've got a host of coaches. We're going to have a bunch of guests coming up and joining us in a little bit, and it's going to be a lot of fun today as we look forward to 2020 is now officially underway, and spring ball is not that far off on the horizon. Yeah, and we'll look forward to, to bringing spring ball to you and seeing, you know, those things that uh, the, the question marks begin. Who's going to be under center? Who's going to take all yeah. those snaps? Tommy Bryant's health. Uh, you've got Murphy and Xavier Shepard and all those players that we got to see a little glimpse of. How are they going to develop and what's their maturity going to look like with a season under their belt? You know, the one thing about signing day in this day and age, too, with the four-game redshirt yeah. rule in place, you're more likely to see some of these guys sooner than later because yeah. of that, at least get an early glimpse and an early look at what these guys are capable of. And the, and the tradition for Kennesaw State has turned into get those guys those starts, get those guys, those red shirt guys some experience, but then you, you get into playoffs and you're really counting those red shirt games because it came down to having Jonathan Murphy under center on his last red shirt game yeah. against Weber State. So it worked out perfectly. Unfortunately, the season did end. You'd love to see him go forward, but who would have been your starting quarterback? And that's the strategy of that four-game redshirt. So, yeah, I think you're exactly right. And uh, we'll see a lot of these players get some snap, get some playing time, especially in the spring game and, and uh, during the, spring, the training camps. We get to see kind of how those guys come in and what kind of condition they're in. You referenced the Weber State game. And as young as the team was and in the situation they were in, you're really on your third or arguably fourth quarterback. There's got to be a hunger there yeah. going into this season because you have the vast majority. You know, it's a sad thing for the seniors that it ends the way it did, but you have the vast majority of those guys. They had playoff experience. They went to Weber State, the number three team in the country. They showed they could play with that team. Yes, they did run down a little. They yeah. lost the momentum in the early in the second half, but... They stood toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Weber State, and now you've got a bunch of really talented guys. Liam Klein, the recruiting coordinator, who will join us after a while, told me a little bit ago, this is by far the best class yeah. so far in the six years, or now six years of Kennesaw State football. Well, the seniors you talked about shouldn't hang their head at all at what they Not did. The OGs went. You lost an entire team. You lost 10 out of your 11 starters Excuse me, on offense. This team was able to pull it together, gel, and just kind of puzzle pieces where they needed to be all throughout the year and go deep into the playoffs once again, having to travel all the way out to Weber State and play in the snow. Those guys have nothing to hang their head down on. They, they did an ex exceptional job and continue the winning tradition that is Kennesaw State football. Speaking of OGs, I spoke to Jake McKenzie a little bit ago. You know, we didn't get to this the last time that we were on our podcast, but he will be back for his second year on the Good. coaching staff. And joining him, another OG, biggest news of the week so far, the yeah. new quarterback's coach, Chandler Burks. Well, Cody Worley is taking a job at uh, the military academy, and that left a spot open for Chandler Burks to come back and be a position coach for Kennesaw State and no better person to come back and talk about what this position means, not only from on the field, but the leadership standpoint. I think he's going to be huge for these young quarterbacks that are bringing one brought in in this class, uh, Shepard and Murphy, um, as well as Tommy Bryant. I think it's going to be a great asset to this team. Well, and he will also join us in just a little bit. I saw him a little bit ago. Yeah. You know, the last time I saw you, you were wearing black and gold, but you look better in this black and no gold. No doubt. 
had a pretty good laugh about that. But no doubt. He's stoked, and he's glad to be back here. And Coach made the point this morning that the OGs are always going to leave their mark yeah. and their stamp, and alumni are always traditionally involved anyway in football programs. And you've got a guy like a Jake, and you've got a guy like a Chandler. That really helps to carry the culture on as you bring new players on board as well. And one of the things that's that's neat is that social media kind of connects everybody. As Chandler announced that he was coming back to Kennesaw State, you had the former players, Des Johnson and yeah. Taylor Hinkle and, and Izzy Sam and all those guys congratulating him. They're following his career. And you're right, the, the stamp has been made by that OG class, and they're going to continue You'll get to watch some of these guys be coaches at uh, maybe at the, even the next level of maybe Division One FBS team as they get experience. Well, you look down this signing list, and we talked about this in December, Nathan. There's a concerted effort to reinforce mm. the fronts on both sides of the ball, offensive and defensive. And there's also an added emphasis to not get away from what this team does, and that is to be a speed-based, dynamic, athletic team, yeah. but to get bigger and to get more physical. And this list, as you look down this list of these signees, really screams that. They're going to have some big hosses, and if you got these guys that have foot speed, you've really found something rare. Yeah, you get a chance to watch some of the video of these guys, and they're bigger than you've seen on a Kennesaw State yeah. line, but the quickness is still there, and that's what's fascinating to me on offensive and defensive side. 3-0 linemen, uh, four defensive linemen, and they're solidifying because what the offensive line did last year with Kennesaw State, huge question mark coming yeah. in. Grant Chestnut did an amazing job. Stuart Cook did an amazing job with that, that crew coming in and really developing, developing them as the year goes on. You know what? And they had some consistency at the position that they carry into next year. Well, you look at this list, a couple of guys stand out, and, you know, you don't want to leave any off, but Dominic Knowles, for example, 6'4", 305. Now, this is a guy who comes from Georgia Military College, so he right. does have some college experience. You would expect he's likely to compete for a – prominent role and make an impact right away but you look up and down this list 6 295 that being james dawson who's a road grader from Opal opelika alabama yeah. trenton jackson another six feet tall but 280 and we mentioned Knowles 305 you see that size for tyler scott's another one, even though he's on the other side of the ball the defensive front's going to get bigger coach told me this morning that the defensive front is probably the deepest now that at any time in the five previous seasons of Kennesaw State football. Well, this is what, they, what they've got to do to be competitive, and we know that the trenches is where a lot of this offense gets through. you got to have an inside running game, and that opens up so much um, other things. On the defensive side, this, this is a tradition for Kennesaw State to be in the top ten defensively and stopping the run. They're going to continue by bringing those big guys in. And you know what, if you're if you're a, a high school football player and you see what Kennesaw State has done over the last uh, several years, you got to be excited about joining this program and building on the tradition. And, and you, you know, you want to fly around and, and put hat on the ball. And that's what I think they've done on both sides of the football. Well, you not only are going to, on the offensive side and special teams end, get Isaac Foster yep. back in the fold once the season rolls around, but you add three running backs via this class. And probably the one that stands out the most for me is Jalen Sykes, who was just announced this morning, essentially. This is a guy that went to Marshall, right. signed at Marshall, and spent three semesters there, and redshirted, of course. But this is a guy that the coaches were just telling me a little bit ago, this guy can really fly. Yeah, and he can return kicks, but he's, he's a big, fast guy. He had offers from Arkansas, Boston College, Georgia Tech, Minnesota, Mississippi, Mississippi State, Missouri, and the list goes on yeah. and on and on and on. And he chose Marshall. He's going to come to Kennesaw State, but he's from Rome, Georgia. So uh, I think, or actually Jackson, uh, Georgia. So he played at Rome High School. It's going to bring a lot, again, recruit the state, bring those players back in, even if they spend a, a year somewhere else developing. You got to love this kid. And they also brought in another running back. And I think a lot of special teams is where you'll see some of those running backs yeah. early because I think Kennesaw State, like you said, with Isaac Foster coming back, they've got a great looking backfield. Whole lot more coming up for you on this episode of Inside the Nest. This is episode one of 2020. As we get Inside the Nest going, we'll have more of these when spring ball rolls around as well. And we'll have a bunch of guests coming up for you. In our next section, we will visit with Coach Bohannon. We're here at Dry County Brewery, and he's busy mingling with all the supporters and assistant coaches and whatnot that are here on hand. Fun event. Big shout-out to Dry County Brewery. This is a great setup. Yeah, it, it certainly is, and we're going to get some food while Coach Bo, you interview <laughs> Coach Bohannon. And it is a great setup and a great supporter of Kennesaw State football, and 
they need more people like that to, to step up and host these events because it is really fun and it's a packed house. Joining us now is Al's recruiting coordinator, Liam Klein, and got his biggest, and this is a guy who's always smiling, by the no way, doubt. but got his biggest smile on his face today as any time in the previous several seasons since we've been here. Liam, first of all, really appreciate you coming over to hang out with us. Let's talk a little bit about this class. It's, uh, you know, I, I, I've had a smile on my face since December, since we signed the first part of this class. The work our guys do to, to help find these guys and search them out and really turn over all the rocks in the yeah. state and in the southeast and uh, to get the class that we got after the year of recruiting that we've had and the season we had, we couldn't be any more happier. Well, you look at this, 10 offensive, 7 defensive, special teams guy, but 10 from the state of Georgia. It's been a theme for you guys, recruit the state of Georgia. It has, and that was the first thing that Coach Mohannon said when we met as a staff. I guess it's almost six, seven years Unreal, ago now. We're going to recruit the state. It's too good of a state not to. It's where we're from. It's where our home is. And then we're going to recruit within a reasonable driving distance of the university. And and uh, Georgia's been great this year. It's been really great. We, yeah. You know, having, having that many guys from this state's been, uh, been really nice. You know, we were talking about this a little bit ago before you came over. And in this day and age with Huddle and the Internet and all these different services where you can go and you can watch what physical skills guys have, the key thing in recruiting is finding guys that have the character and the personalities and the work ethics and all those things that fit your culture. Can you talk a little bit about that and how you guys as a staff focus on those, I guess you'd say intangible things that make guys perfect fits for the Owls? Well, sure. Uh, you know, we do things a little differently here and, and we've had a recipe for success since we started and the process of recruiting, everyone has a different way they do yeah. it. Ours centers around the fact that we have to get the young man on campus before he is offered, uh, a, a, you know, the opportunity to play football and go to school here. And that young man has to meet with Coach Bohannon. So he's as involved as any coach I've ever been around. He really has the final say. We make our recommendations as yeah. staff, but ultimately it's his call. And you have to find that right mix. Our program is not for everybody. And the way we do things is not for everybody. We, we feel we have a, you know, a really solid way of how we run the program and what we're looking for in young men. But to go out and find those guys, you've got to get them on campus. You've got to spend some time with them. You've got to see if they're the right fit for what we do. Well, let me ask you this. Out of all the things that recruiting entails, what is your favorite part of recruiting? What is your least favorite part of recruiting? Yeah, that's a great question. It's actually probably the same answer. Okay. I love going out and visiting high schools and visiting the coaches in this state. I recruit Southeast Georgia, so my closest high school is probably two and a half, three hours away, and, and my farthest is up to five hours away. Okay. Uh, so when I go out, I'm going out for a couple days, uh, especially in the spring and in the fall a little bit. And So when I go out, I want to make sure that I'm enjoying what I'm doing. And I, the coaches in my area, they certainly get what we're trying to do here. The young the type of young man that I'm recruiting may come from a little different background of someone closer to Kennesaw. So, you know, we like to say some South Georgia guys. And being a, uh, a guy from northern New Jersey, you know, who's been down here for so long, I've, I feel like I've really ingrained myself into these, these high schools down there. And on the flip side of that, you know, the worst part about recruiting is being away from your family. I got two young kids yeah. and, you know, uh, like to see them. But I love my job. I love what I do. There's a really good balance. Coach Bohannon provides us with that. But, yeah, getting out and seeing people and, and really from where we started, I would go into schools in 2014, 2015, and people didn't even know what the chaos was. Right. I went into some schools in the state, and they were like, well, where's Kennesaw State? And I said, well, we're the third biggest school in the state of Georgia. Yeah. To the point now, guys, I got to tell you, I'll go in schools, and it's like, oh, we got five, six students going there. We got ten students there. Or I walk in the front office, and a principal say, I got I, one of my kids goes there, or, or one of the receptionists say, hey, I've, I've got my daughter goes there. So yeah. that part of it's been phenomenal. Coach made the point this morning, and, and he made the point also back on the early signing day back in December, that while you're never going to change your identity, you're always going to be a speed-based, kind of a dynamic, very athletic type of team. But there is a concerted effort to get bigger. And it gets a little bit tricky because you're looking for guys that are bigger that also have the quick feed and the ability to play your style and fit your style. Yes, and 
obviously, if they're really big and they're really athletic, they may be looking at <laughs> something a little bit bigger than Kennesaw State. Sure. First and foremost, from an athletic standpoint, they have to be able to run. We want fast guys here, and if you've seen us play or if people out there have seen us play, the one thing we really hang our hat on is everybody on our team can run to the football, including the specialists. Yeah. We run to the ball. So if they can do that, then we're going to look at size. So you guys know we've rolled out versus teams like Weber State, Montana yeah. State. The size is not even close. Yeah, they, yeah, you know, right. they, there's some big football teams, <laughs> but if you're big, it's tough to catch something that's really, really fast. And uh, yeah. we take pride in finding guys like that. And, and really, if you find some guys that aren't as tall as what maybe you go against, then they got a chip on their shoulder. Then you've plugged into something that they're giving you something a little bit extra on game day that maybe the real big guy's not. One final question. When you visit these young men and, and they visit their families, can you tell the guy who just loves the game of football? That's a big, big part of us getting to know the young man. One of the first questions Coach Bohanna will ask us when we bring someone to the table, as we call it, does he love the game yeah. or does he love being recruited? There's a big difference, and they have to love the game because of the way we run our program and the way that guys have to do stuff in our program. you got to love the game. Liam, thanks a ton for coming over. Obviously, congratulations on a fantastic signing day. And spring ball is going to be there before you know it. We're going to try to hand you one of these headsets again. That'd be great. I, as you guys know, I always love it. <laughs> All right, Liam Klein, the recoording coordinator here. Thanks, you know, one of Thank the you. orchestrators of this great class and, of course, this event that we celebrate here with the Kennesaw State family today. Joining us now, the new quarterback coach of the Kennesaw State Owls and a familiar name. And quarterback's been associated with that name a few times around here Chandler Burks CB3 it's good to have you back man I joked with you a little bit ago last time I saw you, you were wearing black and gold but you look a lot better in these colors today well I appreciate it. I'm super thrilled to be back and it's a surreal experience and I'm overjoyed for the opportunity it's I can't freaking wait to get going <laughs> we got a chance to watch you play and see you graduate and move on to Wofford of course Kennesaw State and played Wofford in that playoff game just talk about that a little bit I heard that you and Taylor Hinkle were saying this may happen, and it came true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Taylor actually texted me. He's like, I told you this was going to happen when the selection <laughs> show came out. And that was a, um odd experience. It's not too foreign to, uh, I guess, college football yeah. where coaches kind of end up playing their alma maters. But I think for me it was it happened so soon. It happened too quick. Yeah. You know, I just removed so quickly and end up playing mama mama. I know all the players, know all yeah. the coaches. So, like, even this pregame, I'm sitting there talking with the whole entire staff. Players are running by me saying, what's going on? I'm like, this is super weird. <laughs> I feel very torn right yeah. now. But uh, it was something that uh, I wouldn't change, and um, it, it helped me in the long run. You know, we had heard, of course, through the Twitterverse and the grapevine that in preparation not only for that game but also the Citadel game, that Josh Conklin actually had you running offensive plays or scout team plays to simulate what they were going to face, which makes a lot of sense. Shed some light on that, if you will. Sure. I mean, as many teams know, when it comes to facing the triple option, trying to get a realistic look in practice, pays dividends mm -hmm. for a defense and at the end of the day I don't think that really gives defense an edge for that but it kind of gives the players I mean your players on defense at least uh, understanding of what it may look like how it's approached by a quarterback what they're looking at and uh, things of that nature so it benefited them but at the end of the day coaches aren't going to uh, win games they lose games in my opinion yeah. I mean, it's the players have to go out there and execute the plan and uh, it's the coaches duty to make sure that they're able to do that you were a quarterback here under Cody Worley. You're now filling his shoes. Have you talked to him and preparing for this job? What did he tell you coming in? Sure. So as soon as I found out he was leaving, I contacted Coach Bohannon and Coach Chestnut immediately. Yeah. I ended up talking to Coach Worley, and I told him thank you for ended up offering uh, opening up this position and that it's, it could be filled by someone else. So. But I talked to him, and he was a phenomenal uh, mentor for me. One of the reasons, one of the main reasons I ended up getting into coaching, I'm grateful for his uh, mentorship, his leadership, and things that he taught me that were invaluable just to the game, but just about life and things of that nature. So he taught me uh, the valuable things of what it meant to be a coach on and off the field. And uh, I contacted him. He said I was going to do a phenomenal job. And I've been joking with the staff. I've been telling them, hey, Teddy and I, my girlfriend, we're going to have some big shoes to fill yeah. because after wins, Coach Worley's wife, Adrian, what she would do is she would make 
these phenomenal desserts for the oh, coaches, uh -oh. okay? <laughs> and they come in on Mondays, and the coaches had to wait their turn until the players or the quarterbacks, the two backs, get to eat theirs. So I've been telling Teddy, I'm like, hey, look, they've already been talking to me about this. We better have some desserts ready on Monday yeah. after some big wins on Saturday. So <laughs> not only do I have big shoes to fill, Teddy does as well. So, But at the end of the day, I mean, it's uh, I've been prepared by one of the best, I believe, in the business um, under Cody Worley, and he's been phenomenal. I contact him daily, talk to him weekly during the season. I talk to him all the time as well. So I'm grateful for him and everything that he's taught me. Nathan and I have touched on this in, in podcasts the last couple of years in preparation for these games. We have, I think, mutual admiration and respect for Wofford and Coach Conklin. Can sure. you shed some light into, you know, your experiences, what you learned under his leadership on his staff and being a part of that program and being outside the realm from where you play? Sure. So for me, it was an unbelievable opportunity to kind of tap into the side of my brain. I've never even looked at football and that was being on the defensive side. So Coach Conklin, knowing his background, where he's been, what he's done, what he's been able to accomplish. Uh, for instance, going into Death Valley, Clemson Death Valley, I would say, and uh, beating Deshaun Watson and the yeah. only team in the past, I don't know how yeah. long, had to actually beat them at home is unbelievable. And he was the defense coordinator at that time at Pitt. His knowledge for the game is unmatched. The way he thinks the way he views things the way he sees gap fits the way he sees run fits and the pass he's a secondary guy so I was fascinated with the back end always picking his brain always picking the DB coach's brain I specifically worked with the inside linebackers guy right uh, who was the defensive coordinator Sam Seifkis who learned under David Randa who was just the defensive coordinator at LSU national champion right. who's now a Baylor head coach so the brilliant minds over there were something that was uh, unmatched when it came to learning from a from learning about the game and from a different aspect and it was a valuable experience that I'll take for me throughout my coaching career well when you made the phone call to coach uh, the coaching staff here coach Bohannon what was that conversation like about wanting to come back to your alma mater well, I'll, I'll shed light on this and uh, not too much, but at least I'll tell you this. When I got asked why I wanted to come to Kennesaw State, I got choked up. I couldn't answer the conversation. I couldn't answer the uh, question. I, I literally looked at the entire staff um, in the interview, and uh, I, I couldn't get the words out. Tears were about to flow, and I'm, like, fighting them back, and the entire staff, uh, thankfully, Coach Chestnut saved me with another question to follow up, and he's like, you're about to have all of us crying in here, so uh -huh. next question. But Kennesaw State is unbelievable. The, what it means to me representing the black and gold, what it means to be a Kennesaw State football player, what it means to represent this university, the great state of Georgia, everything that comes with starting a program yeah. and the culture that has been built and being a part of that, laying the foundation, is something that I will always cherish. I don't plan on going anywhere. So when I got the opportunity to come here, it was a no-brainer for me. One of the fun things that we talked about leading up to that playoff matchup, Kennesaw State and Wofford, was your mom was struggling with the fact that, <laughs> you know, I got to root for both of them. I'm going to be happy for whoever wins. So, But That's that right. speaks, I think, to, to the love for the university and that, right. that you have, and it translates. We talked about Sheila Sumter a little bit ago. She was over there for that game at Wofford. I mean, people that have moved on even, families of players that have moved on, are still following the program. It's a special culture here. No doubt about it. Kennesaw State has touched so many lives that have come through the program, coming from the players to their families to anyone and everyone that has ever come in contact has touched their life in some way and in, in some form or fashion and that coming from the great leadership of Coach Bohan. We just heard him speak for five minutes and I was engaged yeah. like I was, I was, uh, it's unreal who he is and the man he is. I mean, it all comes from him. And then obviously he will take that to the president, our AD and everything here. I mean, it's a special place. The people in this building right now, you guys, everything that comes with Kennesaw State is special and unique to this place. It's not everywhere. And um, I was not really accustomed to that until I stepped outside of Kennesaw State. And um, I realized how quickly I wanted to be back at this great university. That's a great testimony, stepping away and kind of getting a, a different perspective away from this program about what this program is and how it's been built you're a huge part of that coach Bohannon had won Big South coaches of the year two times before I think this past year probably was his greatest challenge as a head coach sure were you watching this team and seeing when well, now that the OGs were gone Heck yeah you know and, and seeing what this team did just kind of kind of give us yeah. that perspective I've been telling the story I told it tonight to a few uh, people here 
So uh, we were preparing for Clemson, and we were in Death Valley, and um, our guys were going through the warm-up before pregame, so not the actual team warm-up. No one knows this at Wofford, so if they listen to this, they will find out what I was doing. I was hiding behind the nice little uh, pop-up tent <laughs> with my phone out on ESPN Plus uh, watching the game. I wow. watched every single game of Kennesaw State, was a huge fan, uh, supporter, number one fan, number one cheerleader. I got to watch the game during um, – the bye week, my girlfriend's sitting there right beside me, looking at me like I'm crazy because I'm hooting and hollering. I'm yelling at the TV, what's going on? And all the, you know, seeing all the success that this team had, Coach Bohannon and the coaching staff did an unbelievable job. And it's just part of the culture here. It's a winning culture that was built from the very beginning, like you said, the foundation that was built that I was, uh, I believe, a very small part in, and I was grateful for that opportunity. And it's been unreal to be able to watch it from a spectator's uh, standpoint. Now I get to watch it from the coaching standpoint. So I've kind of gotten all three kind of taken in, and uh, I can't wait. It's, uh, it's unreal. Final thing for you, you step into this role and you inherit what – is really already a talented group. You've got three guys that are established that have shown that they can really play and excel at this level. And you also add two more on this event, signing day. You're going to have five guys to work with and a cast of characters. It's going to be an exciting time. No question about that. I mean, you have Tommy Bryan coming back, who I was a teammate with. He was my peer. He's an unbelievable talent, unbelievable leader. Um, electric within the game and his knowledge of the game is just only going to continue to expand. Um, Jonathan Murphy obviously everybody knows about Murph Magic yeah. and what he was able to, to achieve just in the Wofford game alone. Um, I like to tell the story that when he came in he was doing things that uh, I could not reach until my fifth year mm -hmm. and he did that in a one spring. Um, Xavier Shepard from Tennessee, unbelievable athlete. His leadership skills are very, very interesting. Um, he has the ability to grab a hold of a team and take them where they want to go, pull them out of areas that they may be struggling in. His challenge for him is just continue to grab knowledge and understand the game, um, and that's something I'll continue to challenge him in. And then in the two-back room, obviously losing Bronson, yeah. but we still have C. Glove. We call him Kyle Glover. He's a phenomenal workhorse, we like to call him. He is someone that's going to have to take uh, the reins a little bit, grab the younger guys behind him. We're looking uh, this spring will be huge for the development for the other guys uh, that are behind him. Brandon Simmons, Preston Daniels, Cade Radham, Cole Gilly. All those guys are going to have to be tested within the spring. And it's going to be awesome to be a part of. I can't wait to get started. I can't wait to get going. The coaches runs yesterday. I was out there hooting and hollering. I got told, I was like, Coach, you're back, and you made it an impression. I was dropping up, downs, left and right, and I was letting it be known. I mean, the standard is what it is, and uh, that standard's gonna be very high within our room because it was set by Cody Worley, this coaching staff, and everybody, and it's been unbelievable, and I just can't wait to get started and get going. You gotta get the hair, though. I mean, Cody had the best <laughs> hair in college football. <laughs> I can tell you're working on it. It's funny you say that, because I literally heard that when we went to the coaches' convention when I got to Wofford. All they ever talked about was, oh, we have the similar haircut to Cody. I'm like, you know, he, he actually copied me. I like to tell everybody, he copied me. I got the fade before him, and I hope he listens to this. He got the fade before me. He liked the Colhans maybe before me, but there was a specific pair of uh, shoes that he ended up getting after that I said, hey, I like those. He ended up getting wearing the next day. So he's a Johnny come lately. That's right. That's I mean, exactly the original, right. the OG. The Chandler original. Brooks. That's right. No doubt about it. Chandler, it's great to have you back, man. Thanks for it. coming over and spending some time with us. The spring ball's Anytime. here before you know it, and we're going to see you out there because we'll be out there doing more of these inside the nest yes, pieces. Sir. I appreciate you All guys. Right, Thanks All so right. much, man. Thank you. Right. CB3, Chandler Burks, the quarterback coach at Kennesaw State, spending some time with us. All right, bunch of guests coming up, but right around the corner, it's Coach Bohannon, as promised a moment ago. Right now, we take a short time out. We remind you that Inside the Nest is presented by HelloFresh, and we're back with more right after this. You're listening to Kennesaw State University Football. After another record-breaking year and a third straight trip to the FCS playoffs, season ticket renewals are now open for the 2020 Kennesaw State football season. The Owls are the most successful five-year startup program in college football history and join national champions North Dakota State as the only FCS programs to post 11-plus win seasons in each of the last three years. In just five seasons, Kennesaw State has turned into a perennial top 25 program. Take advantage of your opportunity to renew your season tickets today. 
The 2020 schedule features six home games as Kennesaw State goes for its third Big South Conference title in the last four years. Along with creating lower ticket prices and a new benefits chart, the goal is to provide additional value for loyal season ticket holders and give fans the option to renew their same seats at a lower cost or upgrade into better sections or premium areas. To renew your season tickets or to be put on a waiting list to buy new ones, go to ksuowls.com tickets or call 470-KSU-OWLS. Hey, if you're looking to solve your dinner dilemma and are interested in the concept of meal kit delivery, HelloFresh is your go-to for healthy eating, sustainability, simplicity, and affordability. HelloFresh delivers perfectly portioned meals, including calorie-smart and vegetarian options, as well as plans for specialty diets like keto, vegan, and gluten-free. HelloFresh offers a variety of plans that aren't just healthy for you, but also the environment. HelloFresh is trusted by millions as an easy, fun, and affordable way to cook. With more five-star reviews than any other meal kit delivery service, HelloFresh was also voted number one best meal delivery service by USA Today. To check out our affordable plans and learn more about healthy eating made simple, go to HelloFresh.com today. Murphy and company start at the 39. Here he is with a play fake, keeping it himself into the open. Down the near sideline, 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Jonathan Murphy. Murphy goes 61 yards on first, and with 4.02 to go, the Owls with a 13-point lead. Signing day, the first one of 2020, but the second one as we prepare for the 2020 season here at Kennesaw State. Brian Giffen, Coach Bohannon. Let's talk a little bit about the class. Obviously, we touched on this in December. You filled it out some more, and you made the impression in there you're still not quite finished looking yet. No, we're always here. We're always going to have a couple hanging out there just to see if uh, some transfers come along that fit yeah. our program that can help us. And especially on the back end at linebacker, we feel like that's a couple areas that we want to continue to build our depth out a little bit. But um, excited about the signing class. You know, since December, we added Jalen Sykes uh, mid-year and then signed two kids today in Kamari and, and Xavier, both really dynamic kids. All three of those kids are really, you turn their tape on, man, it's, it's like I said, they end up in the end zone a ton. So I think we added to it, it's, it's positive. You know, I think it's a really, really good class. It's unique, this group of kids already like, it's already like they're in school together. Yeah. You know, they came on a visit and they're all, it's amazing. They gravitate to each other. They got relationships with each other. Um, it's a really, good, really, really good class with a lot of really good leadership. Can you speak to the value of the way that last season ended? I mean, you did actually get into the playoffs. You, you win a game, you go out, you play the number three team in the country on their field. You stood toe-to-toe with them. You're within a touchdown. You get the ball back, three minutes left to go. A lot of things could have happened where ultimately you could have won that game. That's got to leave a certain amount of hunger with the group that was already here, and now you bring in these talented kids to augment that. You would hope so. I mean, I felt that way after the game that – you know, obviously it was tough on the, the, the seniors, but that I felt like every other kid in that locker room was like, man, we should have won the game. And, and, and you hope that's the motivating factor leading into the offseason. And I think it will be, but ultimately what I think really doesn't matter. Sure. It's what those kids in that locker room feel and believe, and I believe they will be that way. Um, we're going to find out, and obviously right now, and, and uh, you know, as we go through spring ball and through the summer, um, that's really where everything's going to be built out. But um, I felt that way after the game, and I think we got a really good group of kids. They're fun to coach, and I think ultimately they have to get that chip on their shoulder sure. and a little bit of that edge that we've won with here moving forward going into the season. You talked to the press in mass about the emphasis on both fronts. And, of course, you're always going to have that emphasis in this sport, but the emphasis to get a little bit bigger. Is it the games against the Weber States and the games against the South Dakota States that have helped convince you that while you want to stay with who you are and your identity, you do need a little bit more girth in there, perhaps? Well, I think sometimes it does. I think we just look at the big picture of what we want to get accomplished, and we know there's some areas um, as we grow as a program and are able to actually go out and recruit some kids yeah. early on. You got to go, you know, work to what you can get. And I think we get a little bit better every year. Uh, we want to grow in those areas so we can do some more things and give us a better chance to be competitive. Obviously, down the road has a big impact on that because that's where we're trying to go late in 
uh, in December and obviously try to play in January. So I think all those factors come into play, whether it's specifically Weber State or South Dakota State, maybe, maybe not. But I think big picture wise, we know what we, we need to look like and we know kind of what it needs to be to give us a chance. That doesn't mean you're going to win, but I think we have an idea. Um, we're just trying to work in that direction. Your team is built as such a dynamic, kind of a speed-based team. It's a big challenge to find really big guys that also have foot speed. Yeah, because we're not going to compromise who we are, but I think you can find a, a, a balance in that, and that's really what we're trying to do. And, and we got some bigger offensive linemen than we've ever had in the program right now. We got some bigger D linemen than we've probably ever had in the program at times here. So, and hopefully they can do the things that, that, that makes us good, which is our speed and athleticism, along with some size, and that's going to help us down the road. You talk a lot about culture, and you've built quite a culture here. Part of that culture means that the rest of the college football landscape notices and programs come and take coaches away. You lost four defensive coaches last year. You've already lost a defensive coordinator and a quarterback's coach this year. That's, on one hand, a great compliment to what you've built here, but on the other hand, it's a big challenge because you got to fill those shoes. It is, and it, you know, you you got to look at it as a compliment to, to everybody involved with this program and, and what's been accomplished that people want to look in and see what's going on, you know, and, and so uh, I take it as a compliment. Yes, it's tough at times because you, you got to go replace, and there's a lot of good coaches out there, um, but finding the right fit here for what we do and how we do it, I think, is the most important part of it. Obviously, Coach Worley got a great opportunity to go to Army. He did an unbelievable job here. Happy for him. You know, it opened up an opportunity for, for Chandler Burks, the first commit, the first signee, and all the things that he did while he was here uh, to come back and be the quarterback coach. And I don't think you could find a, a guy that bleeds black and gold more than Chandler Burks. So we're excited about him. We have a plan on defense to get those coaches hired and get everything in place. So excited about that. Um, we can't really say anything about that right now because sure. it's not – clear through human resources but but we have a plan it's a good plan i think continuity is really important right now and i think that's a big piece of it so um i'm excited about where that's going as well and you know hopefully uh, we'll continue moving forward got a good group of kids and getting them ready to go play back to chandler burks returning here who better to come in and augment your culture than a guy who is a huge part of the culture that's been built here in the first place? Yeah, those guys, man, I'm telling you now, the OGs and Chandler's the, you know, but they, they got a special place in my heart now for some of the stuff that they had to do in those 75 practices mm -hmm. and some of the stuff that, that went on that they had to lay the foundation for the program will always have a, uh, a soft spot for me. But he's an exceptional kid, and, and everybody that knows him knows that. And there's not many guys coming off a year of experience can come into a full-time job, but Chandler can. You know what I mean? That's, that's, he's a special kid. So I'm excited about him. You know, when you look at the OGs, you got Chandler – He's coaching quarterbacks. Jake McKenzie's been with us as a GA on offense. Nick Snowden's going to come back as a GA on defense. That's important here. Like, what this place is about, you always want somebody around, you know, that's going to remind these guys, hey, man, this is why we do this. This is what it's about. And I think that's really important here. Defensively, you lose those defensive ends that played such key roles for you and Andrew Butcher, who unfortunately was injured quite a bit. And, of course, on the other side, Desmond Johnson. You already talked about depth on the defensive line. What are your thoughts on your defensive end group and that edge rush group as we sit right here prior to spring ball? Young and talented and untested in a lot of ways, but very talented. We got a lot of young kids. Joel Parker played a lot for us yeah. last year. Carrick Reese is another young one that played in four games. Marquez Baxter, another one that played in four games. I mean, they're, Peyton Moore's back from last year. Yeah. So there's a group, and there's some more kids I probably left out, but there's a group there, uh, a lot of them young, but very, very talented. Now, they don't have the experience of Desmond Johnson and Andrew yeah. Butcher. Yeah. And I think that's the big piece of it. But talent-wise, it's a really talented group. they got a lot of growing up to do in the offseason, but I think there's some potential for some really good things in that group. Final thing for you, and staying on the defensive side of the ball, why you can't comment on what direction you're going to move in personnel-wise, I would expect, because it didn't a year ago, that there, you wouldn't expect a lot of schematic changes. You kind of are who you are. Yeah, and I think at the end of the day, I mean, there's five coaches in there. If we got to change all the terminology, let the five coaches learn it, not the, not the 45 kids on defense, if that makes sense. So we are who we are. We, we're a 4-2-5. We're a with some multiple stuff with it, and I don't know that that's ever going to change here. 
who's in charge may have some different wrinkles they're going to bring to it. Always going to put their personality on it. I think that's part of it. But continuity is a big deal. And, uh, and hopefully we can keep that because uh, I think that's important, especially after such a big change a year ago. Um, that was a, look, a, a bigger struggle than people realize. Yeah. Uh, not anybody's fault or anybody's just, it's just the nature of it. So we want to avoid that a, 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 as best we can. Coach, congrats on a great signing class. Obviously, congrats on bringing back CB3, as everybody calls him. We really appreciate your time joining us inside the nest. That sounds good. Thanks, Brian. All right, the head coach, Brian Bohannon, joining us. And we're at Dry County Brewery here in Kennesaw. It is signing day 2020. And we're back with more Inside the Nest, which is presented by HelloFresh right after this timeout. You're listening to Kennesaw State University football. Hey, if you're looking to solve your dinner dilemma and are interested in the concept of meal kit delivery, HelloFresh is your go-to for healthy eating, sustainability, simplicity, and affordability. HelloFresh delivers perfectly portioned meals, including calorie-smart and vegetarian options, as well as plans for specialty diets like keto, vegan, and gluten-free. HelloFresh offers a variety of plans that aren't just healthy for you, but also the environment. HelloFresh is trusted by millions as an easy, fun, and affordable way to cook. With more five-star reviews than any other meal kit delivery service, HelloFresh was also voted number one best meal delivery service by USA Today. To check out our affordable plans and learn more about healthy eating made simple, go to HelloFresh.com today. After another record-breaking year and a third straight trip to the FCS playoffs, season ticket renewals are now open for the 2020 Kennesaw State football season. The Owls are the most successful five-year startup program in college football history and join national champions North Dakota State as the only FCS programs to post 11-plus win seasons in each of the last three years. In just five seasons, Kennesaw State has turned into a perennial top 25 program. Take advantage of your opportunity to renew your season tickets today. The 2020 schedule features six home games as Kennesaw State goes for its third Big South Conference title in the last four years. Along with creating lower ticket prices and a new benefits chart, the goal is to provide additional value for loyal season ticket holders and give fans the option to renew their same seats at a lower cost or upgrade into better sections or premium areas. To renew your season tickets or to be put on a waiting list to buy new ones, go to ksuowls.com tickets or call 470-KSU-OWLS. Morgan flanking Newman on his left side. Shotgun, and here's Newman taking the snap. Newman under pressure again. Newman's going to go down and be sacked again. Back at about the 12, and the Owls front finding their way to Joe Newman here. And we're back inside the nest presented by HelloFresh. We're at Dry County Brewery here in Kennesaw where we're celebrating signing day 2020. Yes, the first podcast of the coming 2020 year, and it really is an all-year thing anymore. Our guest in between coaches isn't really a guest at all. He's with us on radio, Brandon Joseph, our color analyst on our broadcast. Brandon, first of all, you're moving around pretty good, man. The leg is completely healed up now. No scooter, no limp, no nothing. Yeah, we don't want to bring back memories of early in the season when I was riding around on a scooter in press boxes, and you guys basically had to carry me. Yeah. Yeah, we had to carry your equipment. We had to carry your scooter. And me. And and basically you. And there's some great <laughs> photos of, of us carrying you. But, you know, we didn't have to carry on the broadcast. You did a great job um, coming in and, and stepping in. Of course, Tuton Reyes, a year before, played in the NFL. And uh, you didn't miss his, miss his step. And it was always great to have you not only there with us because we're great friends, but uh, on the broadcast. And you got to see this Kennesaw State team and, and watch what they did. Now they've got 18 new pieces. What are you seeing out of this recruiting class? Well, you take a look, and I'm sure you guys have talked about the names and the, and the talent that's coming in, very accomplished high school talent. But you take a look at what Kennesaw State is building. They're ranked 150 out of about 300 FBS teams. That shows that puts a lot of teams, not just in the Big South, but at the FCS level, all notice that Kennesaw State is building depth, and that's the biggest key, that you can have guys graduate and then have guys in that pipeline step, to step up Take a look at what we've seen from the quarterback yeah. position at Kennesaw State. The next man up has been the epitome, and that's how you don't miss a beat, especially at this level. You know, the one thing I think that we collectively felt when we left, and we all know now what the situation was with Jonathan Murphy and his red shirt, you know, the fourth game thing and all. 
probably, and as much as we all wanted to win the game at Weber State, there's probably two positives there. For one, you didn't have to wonder who the heck was going to start in the quarterfinals at quarterback. But secondly, I think you come into this coming season now with a hunger and a young team that went out there to take on the number three team that was older and bigger and probably more athletic, certainly along their offensive and defensive fronts, than what you were yet there you are in the game with them you know six points down you pick off a pass three minutes so there's a hunger there and there's something to prove there and there's a chip on the shoulder already like there's been really the first whole five years yeah and i think the three of us have talked about it collectively over the course of last season even when this team was trying to figure it out and at times it didn't look good on the field the product hit ruts it stalled out but they were able to fight through, win those games, persevere, and then towards the end of the season, we started seeing them rounding out into form. I think back to that Campbell game. Campbell went in and a half with a lead, but yet you knew that they were terrified. They were on the heels. Things were getting away from them. You take a look at how things have changed, especially at Monmouth. Everybody had yeah. them penciled in. They graduated their quarterback, Kenji Bahar. Yeah. Then Pete Guerrero pops up in the transfer portal. Now for your mom, you went from a position of strength thinking, hey, we can repeat as Big South champions to we may not have the, the top-tier arms, the bodies that can go to battle with Kennesaw State. And what do you see Kennesaw State doing? Reloading, reloading. And, yeah, absolutely. If they would have advanced past Weber State, I was checking on my eligibility because <laughs> there was going to be a question of who could, who could play quarterback in the next game. But as Coach Bohannon said, it was bad for the seniors. It sucked for the seniors, and we talked yeah. about that on the broadcast. But – Looking long-term, the five-year plan, it's still, it was a great outlook for the Owls. Well, and, and as you mentioned, they continue to reload and continue to show up in the playoffs. That's what a lot of these recruits look at. What team winning can be contagious, but it's also cultural, and that's what Kennesaw, they established the effort, attitude, toughness, eat, and we saw that at those games against Campbell and further down into, you know, Wofford and someone. See, they had to pull it out of somewhere, and it was that attitude and it was that toughness that was kind of instilled from uh, training camp, really, that allowed this team to be successful. Yeah, and, it, and when you look at this level, too, it's about joining a family. It's about being part of something that's bigger than you. I remember talking to Chandler Burks when he just got out of high school and he was a child. Now yeah. he's a grown adult. And he's part of this staff. With a job. Yeah, with a job. (laughs) And taxes he has to worry about. But you take a look at that, and these are what players identify with. They identify with being a part of something bigger, something that is long-lasting. And also, you got a lot of guys in heavy influence positions on this staff, the Jake McKenzie's, the Chandler Burke, who are still close to these players' aides. Nick Snowden coming in as a GA can relate two years removed from this program. That's going to be a big key in adding to the translation of a defensive coordinator change. Kids coming in, learning in the most complex offense they have ever seen. That's going to be big for these kids. We expect that defensive coordinator position to be named shortly, but and also going to add the respect level that Jake McKenzie and Nick Snowden and Chandler Burks have for Coach Bohannon, for Liam Klein, for Chestnut, Grant Chestnut. That is going to be something that they can pass on to these guys, and I think it's going to—it's very, very important to have those pieces in place to say this is what we did, this is why we respect and love this man, and this is where you can go if you listen to him and take this coaching uh, and be coachable, I guess. And and that's huge too. You take a look at how Coach Bohannon and the rest of the staff looks at the younger members, whether it's the GAs or a guy like Chandler Burks, a couple of years removed. They look at them with the reverence and respect, and then players pick up on that. You don't see the other coaches talking down to these guys just because they're younger. No, they trust them. They trust them to build. And in turn, that allows those guys to thrive in those positions. I talked to Brent Wimbley, who was a a GA last year for the Owls, and he he helped me understand the fact that because the coaches respect him, he can go take what the coaches are really trying to say to these 18, 19, 20-year-old kids and relay in lingo and the vernacular they understand. And it helps that pipeline. It helps everybody grow. Well, and what better way, really, to continue to build culture than to bring or keep building blocks that helped establish that culture from the very beginning. Well, BJ, hopefully you'll be able to join us some during spring ball as we present these Inside the Nest podcasts. We should mention that we're at Dry County Brewery here in Kennesaw and that Inside the Nest is presented by HelloFresh. We don't want to forget about them either. Joining us now, another guy with a big smile on his face. It's Al's offensive coordinator. And, of course, 
offensive line coach as well, Grant Chestnut. And fresh group of owls. You just said it a moment ago. A lot to be excited about. And, you know, you added a really nice, explosive piece in your in your running back core today, even. Yes, absolutely. You know, with Jalen and, you know, we're incredibly excited about all the guys that we have coming in in this class. You were probably referring to Kamari and McGowan. He is going to be a dynamic player for us. I'm really excited about him. Of course, Gary Osby is coming in from Lowndes, which, yep. you know, that background as far as coming from Lowndes County High School and uh, the, the tradition that they have down there of winning. Uh, dynamic player as well as Jalen Sykes who we picked up from Marshall you know all those guys you know are bringing really everything we look for as far as running backs in our offense you know they're dynamic they can obviously run because we're always always looking for guys that can uh, that can accelerate and uh, make explosive plays uh, and they're also tough and guys that are willing to be a great blocker. Well, let me ask you this. You get a chance to, to kind of look back at the season. you got to be really proud of that offensive line, really the offense overall, yeah. because there's a huge question mark coming in. And I know you're never going to be satisfied, but you got to see that offensive line develop. Well, yeah, the offensive line development, we've talked about this at length, really, and, and you guys mentioned it the other night at the banquet. You know, the growth that they made, the improvement that they made from spring till, you know, through the end of the season was remarkable probably as you know much improvement as i've seen in a 20-year coaching career from one group but of course you know then you had all those skilled players you know isaac foster yeah. uh, of course tommy had a great year david had a great year as well and then murphy coming on late and in, in clutch moments for the team just all those guys coming together and growing up because they were so young uh, the amount of improvement that occurred through the course of the season was really remarkable so excited about this uh, coming season Truthfully, I'm I'm got a PhD in poor mouthing. I take a little bit after Lou Holtz, um, but um, I'm really really excited and encouraged. I think the ceiling is incredibly high going into this year. Looking at this class, and I know when we talked about you know the signing day back in December, the early mm -hmm. signing day, there's a concerted effort to get bigger on your fronts on both yeah. sides of the ball, and it really shows in some of the, you got some big bodies joining this line that improved so much over the year. Absolutely, you know Dominic Knowles obviously jumps out at you, big six four, three hundred pound guy. He's come in and, and um, gotten started already this January. Has done a good job, really good job thus far of embracing the culture. Um, you know, which is such a key ingredient to being successful here. And we had our first coaches run yesterday morning. He did a good job with that. Um, excited about what he's bringing to the table. Of course, Trenton Jackson, the offensive lineman that we signed from Mississippi. Really excited about Trent, as well as James Dawson, who we, you know, excited, we signed out of Alabama over in Opelika. All these kids are bringing a little bit more size and a lot of athleticism to the table. So, you know, we're really excited about them as well. Another piece that is not so new but new in his role is going to be Chandler Burks as a quarterback's coach. Sure. What is it going to be like getting to work with Chandler in a coach's um, role rather than a, uh, a as a player role? Well, you know, Chandler is, is Chandler Burks. Yeah. You know, he's they're going to probably build a statue for that guy here <laughs> before they're done, and as well as should. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, having him back, obviously, again, we talk a lot about culture here at Kennesaw State, you know, having built the program, he being an OG he being the guy that he was for this program, it's invaluable to have him yeah. back. You know, the mentoring and, and the things he can do uh, just from that standpoint of, you know, continuing on the traditions, continuing on the expectations that we have here for our program, it's invaluable. Not to mention he's an incredibly talented young man, yeah. incredibly intelligent guy who understands obviously very well what we want to do and what, we, uh, what we're looking to do offensively. So. Or the two-back role, which he'll also mm -hmm. be involved with working with. That may be one where at least you have similar question marks to what you had to the offensive line going into last year. And, of course, with the exception of Kyle Glover. Right. It's not that you don't have talented guys, of course. Right. It's just a question of who steps up and who makes key contributions. Right, absolutely. Well, obviously, we got Kyle Glover coming back. Um, looking forward to seeing, you know, Preston Daniels as well as Cade Radham. Both of those guys are really, really encouraging yeah. in, in where they're at right now. You know, and then there's Cole Gilly as well who's in that mix. Looking forward to seeing how things evolve through coaches' runs, which it's kind of a funny deal. I don't know why we call it coaches' runs. The coaches don't run. <laughs> but to that end, looking at their progress as far as that. And then obviously – 
most importantly, their progress during spring practice. So I really feel very good about that room. They're just young and going to require a lot of reps and some attention there. But talent-wise, they're more than capable, and, and we're really excited about our future with those guys. One area that sometimes gets overlooked in the spread option offense is the wide receivers. you got yeah. some really good, looks like talented, athletic, blocking-type wide no receivers. No question. You know, well, not only that, but, you know, both Carter and Xavier, mm-hmm. Carter uh, Penholster and Xavier Hill, both of those kids are really dynamic kids with yeah. the ball in their hand, you know. And, but the great part about each of those guys is they're blue-collar as well. And finding those guys who are dynamic enough with the ball in their hand or running routes to, that also are willing to go do the dirty work, so yeah. to speak, of blocking, obviously that's really important for our success. I am incredibly excited about both those young men. They're upside, and, you know, they're both really high-character guys as well. But I'm looking forward to it. You know, I feel like, you know, we've definitely improved ourselves with both of those young men. It's amazing in a lot of ways when you think about it that here we are now preparing for already the sixth season of this program. On one hand, time has flown. On the other, over that time, you guys have become the most successful startup program over a five-year span in the history of the game. Yeah, no doubt. It'll be seven years in March for myself. I know Coach Bohannon uh, just is getting ready to to reach his seventh anniversary here. And it has gone by extremely fast, you know, really in the blink of an eye. But as you guys just said, it's very remarkable the success we've had to win 48 games in your first five seasons to have the success that we've had, you know, and I was telling some of the folks here uh, that were asking about the process of building the program, you know, I was telling them about our very first staff meeting, which was in the Bailey building, which is the building between the baseball stadium and the softball stadium. And there was a table and some chairs and that was our, that was our staff room. And uh, I remember Coach Bohannon saying to Coach Klein, myself, and Shane Bowen, who was on staff at that time, what does an owl look like? What is a you know, a football player at Kennesaw State looked like. And we wrote down seven things. I have my notepad in my office from that meeting. And uh, two of those things were related to football. You know, the five other things were all about core values and character. And we set out to recruit that first class, which Chandler Burks and Jake McKenzie were both in, who are both working with us now. So, and as you guys said, the rest is history. So it's been unbelievable experience, that's for sure. Well, from the beginning, we heard about EAT. We knew the culture building was a huge part of what Coach Bohannon wanted to do. And I think it showed itself towards the end of last year when sure. everyone's hurt. You got to push through. You got to gut it out. And, yeah. I mean, you went again in deep into the playoffs. Do you feel the culture's been established here? Yes, we've established a very strong culture. There's no question about that. Okay. But it's like every society, in order to perpetuate the culture, you got to keep growing. Yeah. Because if yeah. you get stagnant, you're going to die, right? And strong words, but it's the truth it's true. in that, you know, you've got to continue to grow. You've got, you have to continue to set goals. Your standard is what it is. We have a gold standard here, and that standard is winning national championships. Obviously, we haven't done that yet. So we're going to continue to work towards growing and getting better because you can't relax, you know. If you're complacent or you relax you're going to start going the other direction. So while the culture is set, we're still growing. There's still a lot left to be done. And that's the exciting part of uh, coming to work every day here at Kennesaw State is, you know, nobody's satisfied. Nobody's complacent. Uh, We're still growing the culture. We're still evolving because we haven't uh, maximized ourselves and and, and we really haven't achieved our goal of winning the national championship. Now, that all being said, winning the national championship won't stop the growth either you know it'll just be the first one so that's been the excitement obviously under coach Bohannon's leadership you know and vision we all realize that that's what we want to do and and he's hired a lot of like-minded individuals that want to go and and strive towards that on a daily basis probably the most flattering thing that ever happens is that programs come along and and want to pluck coaches away because that means that culture and what you guys have built here sure has really like you just said perpetuated itself and has grown success they're not going to come looking for coaches on teams that went three and eight so success has its price and you in order to continue that culture you've got to find people that fit it that's right absolutely and and obviously coach bohannon has done a tremendous job of identifying individuals who not only have the coaching pedigree they need to coach here at Kennesaw State, but are a great fit as a human being. Mm-hmm. And, and really, that was something that, you know, I know he and I talked a lot about on the front end 
of building the program even before we had players on campus is the importance of having a strong uh, chemistry on staff and bringing in the right kind of people. And, and he is, again, a gifted leader and very gifted at identifying those people that will fit our culture. Grant, we really appreciate you coming yeah. over and spending the time. Obviously, congrats on a great signing day. And spring ball will be here before you know it. We'll be out there and try to put a headset on you again. No doubt. Looking forward to it, guys. Thank All you. Right. Thanks, Grant. Grant Chestnut, the offensive coordinator here at Kennesaw State, spending some time with us. And that'll wrap up our coaches' visits here at Dry County Brewery. We want to say again, big thanks to Dry County. What a great setup this is. Ardent supporters and fans of Kennesaw State football. And, Nathan, you know, between the excitement in the coaches' voices and the list of the guys that have been added to this roster and what we know is already on this roster, 2020 promises to be another one of those years. I mean, the sky's the limit. Well, and, and as the season ended at Weber State, you automatically start saying, all right, who's your seniors? Who's going to be gone? Who's going to step up? Who had experience? Who's the players we're going to, yeah. we're going to get to know? We knew Bronson Recksteiner, who had a – it was so fun to watch him play last year. He's going to be gone. You're going to have to replace him. Um, of course, Daniel David uh, injured, didn't get a chance to come back. Tommy Bryant stepped up, had a great season. Jonathan Murphy at the end of the season had a, just a magical game against Wofford and was so good against Weber State, just not enough. You got excited because you know what's coming back. And – what we know about this coaching staff is they reload and they're not going to accept anything less than peak performance. Effort, attitude, and toughness always comes back, and we know that's what they're going to bring. And, and it looks like they've signed another very talented class, and you hear the mindset. We heard Coach talk, yeah. Coach Bohannon talk to this crowd. He's as passionate as ever about this football team. It's hard, is it not? It's hard when he gets that look in his eye and he gets going, and he did it with the crowd here oh, yeah. a little bit ago. It's hard when he gets like that not to want to run through a wall for that guy. Yeah, and I think that's what Chandler Burks talked about, and that's what you'll hear some of the uh, other players talk about. And that's what Ori talks about as Joe's going to come in here. I mean, so let's talk about Joe real quick. Joe, <laughs> it's Joe's a, the equipment guy for, for Kennesaw State. Hey, hey Joe. Joe. Joe, real quick. Yes, sir. Great job this season, right? No Stepping doubt. in. It's great. It was fun having you, you know, being around you. What is your favorite uniform combo? that you got to put together this year? So I'll let people in on a little secret. Sometimes I subtly put uniform combinations on our mannequins. Yeah. So Coach Bo has to walk by it every day. Yeah, when you walk in the football office, you got four mannequins yeah. there. Right there in the hallway. They yeah. got to walk by it every day. One of them is our uniform of the week. So the week before Hampton, I switched them all around, and I was like, oh, this will look good. Well, we're supposed to wear white, white, gold at Hampton. Yeah. And Coach texts me Sunday night after the game before, and he goes, hey, are we supposed to wear white, white, gray this week? And I was like, no, it's white, white, gold. And he was like, let's switch it to gray. I think the guys will like it. And just sitting there in my apartment at like 9.30 on a Sunday night, I'm like, I did it. You got him. I did it. <laughs> it worked. So Great. I finally got the uniform combination that he had no clue what I was doing, but I kind of threw he, it in the back of his mind yeah, on he, his own. He listens to these. Yeah. So, I mean, now uh, you got to find a new tactic. I've done it a couple of other times, and actually watching this video, James Dawson actually put one on, a kid from Opelika. Yeah, yeah. And it was black, gray, black, uh -oh. which is also wow. another good one that I really like. All right. Yeah. And Coach saw it, and he was like, oh, that's not bad. <laughs> Great. like, all right, so I'm, I'm so happy for that kid right now. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot here. You know, they've done this over the years where they'll unveil one of these things and later a video will pop up online, like when they came out with the black helmet, they came out with the white helmet, they came out with the chrome face mask. Anything like that in the offing for 2020, or is that top secret stuff? Oh, it's top secret, but there's always something in the works. All right. Always something. It's going to be a we great Eat 2020 year. You're promising uniforms. I wouldn't say uniforms, but there's going to be a tweak. But All right. We'll let everybody think of what they might think it might be. Joe, you're a, an amazing teaser. Because yeah. now we got to yeah. now we got to wait till the season starts, and it's a long way away. But now we uh, can bug him during spring that's ball. Right. Well, too, I get practice every day with the kids, so that's true. I don't have to tell them the that, truth that's every true. time. But. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and it's always been great yeah. to have you and, and being around you, um, and, and you do a great job. So. I'm glad to be here. Thanks, that's guys. Huge Joe Tolbert, the equipment manager yep. here at Kennesaw State. Joe, thanks for coming over and hanging out with us. And that will just about wrap up this inside the nest, and a rather lengthy one, Nathan, but yeah. one that's been a whole lot of fun and there was a whole lot to talk about also a whole lot of people to talk to well and and what's been great about us doing these podcasts is that 
especially during the signing day and spring games and into the training, coaches are so willing and, and available to us to sit down and talk about their thoughts and, and what's going on with this team. And, and once again, they showed they're excited about this football program. There's a lot of stuff to be excited about. And spring's right around the corner. And yeah. then they, they start hitting pads, and then it becomes real. Well, I want to thank you for rushing. Now, you didn't turn the blue lights on to no, get here faster, No, 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 no. Actually, actually <laughs> traffic is always horrible. Yeah. Yeah. But took the express lanes, got here 10 minutes early. And, and uh, you, didn't ex you didn't exceed the speed limit at all? No, no, no. no. We wouldn't do that. Yeah. We of wouldn't do that. Not. It's inside. You had to pull yourself over. That's right. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> no. You can't do that. It's very difficult to do that. Seriously, I look forward to getting together with you, though, when spring ball rolls around. Thanks for coming up. Absolutely. And obviously, uh, fun time had today. And we'll look forward to Inside the Nest Two there you of go. 2020, which will come your way once spring football practice gets started and we start working our way towards the spring game. Thanks again to Dry County Brewery. They did a fantastic job with this. A shout out to JD's Barbecue as well, who brought hors d'oeuvres and all yeah. kinds of food in. That was good. And thanks again to HelloFresh, who brings you inside the nest throughout the season. Thanks to all of you for dialing up this podcast. Brian Giffen, Nathan McCreary. And we will talk to you when spring ball gets here, everybody. Inside the Nest presented by HelloFresh. We will talk to you then. Go Owls. Thanks for listening to Inside the Nest. Tune in all year for insights and analysis on the 2020 Kennesaw State Owls. Inside the Nest is a production of KSU Athletics, Van Wagner Sports and Entertainment, and HelloFresh.